Welcome to the podcast of C3 Church with today's message. Names are important. It gives you identity, it gives you purpose and authority. You are unique and unlike anyone else in the whole world. Your fingerprint is different. Your your the way you say things is different. The, the way your voice sounds is different. You are completely different and you are unique in your own right. But identity is not just who you are currently, but who you are going to be. Or let me say it this way, or who you are called to be. Come on, somebody. And so as I was looking at these things, uh, I just wanted to do something right here. Those who are watching in your living rooms and those uh, who are here in this building, there's just something that I want you to do. And you may be there with your family members, but if you're by yourself, you might want to get in front of a mirror. And those of you that are in this room, you want to turn to somebody next to you. And I want you to speak these words. Say, you are important to God. Tell every family member in your room there that they are important to God. And if you're by yourself, look in the mirror and say, you are important to God. Come on and point somebody out in this building and say, you are important to God. Come on, come on, tell them you are important to God. You just never know how that might make somebody feel because they might not feel important. They might not feel like they have value or worth. And sometimes it takes somebody pointing you out and say, God has got you. You are important to God. You are important to him. He didn't die and shed all that blood for something that didn't have no value. Come on, somebody. You are important to God. Point at me and tell me I'm important to God. Doggone right I am. And if you don't tell me, God told me I'm important to him. He told us that we are the apple of his eye. Come on, somebody. This is why you got to read the book. The book tells you who you are even when the devil tries to to distract you from who you are. The devil will always try to take you away from the word because the word solidifies who we are and who we're going to be and who we're called by. Come on, somebody. Names are so important that sometimes people will drop a name. Uh, They drop names of a person as if they were friends or close associates of that person, usually in an attempt to receive preferential treatment. Somebody will drop a name. But here's, okay, y'all ready? Buckle up. (laughs) But here's something you got to think about. People draw conclusions about you based on what they know or what they have heard about you. What kind of assumptions would people make about you when they hear your name? Remember, names give you identity and purpose and authority. But what would people say about you if they heard your name? Will someone who hears your name, will they draw the conclusion that you are dependable? Uh, When they hear your name, would the words come into their mind that you are timely? Uh, would, would something come into their mind when they hear your name that you are a loving and a giving person? Uh, would they think about when you hear your name that you are trustworthy? Come on, somebody. Uh, when they hear your name, would they hear words that's a person of courage and don't matter what man does, they're going to stand the test of time. Come on, somebody. Uh, or will you hear words that are contrary to what I just said? I'm not going to bring those words up. 
<laughs> Y'all already know what some of those words are. Oh, they always late. Uh, I'm not talking about you, so just relax. I'm not talking about anybody in this church or on live stream. I'm just saying. Would that be a person that you know that would cut and run when things get tough? Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody said that's not my testimony. But when you call on the name of Jesus, we can trust that there is salvation in that name. There is healing in that name. There is deliverance in that name. There is victory in that name. There is peace in that name. There is protection in that name. There is judgment in that name. And there is favor in the name of Jesus. That is a name that we all can depend on and we can trust. But why is it so important to know his name? Well, Mark chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. You can mark this down in your notes. It says this. And these signs shall follow them. Well, the first question you got to ask yourself, well, who is the them? When it says these signs, is it? The apostles, the bishops, pastors, the elders. Do you have to have multiple churches? I said churches. Do you have to have a, a specific type of anointment? Come on, somebody. Oh, you got to have a preacher's voice or wear the right kind of suit or shoes. I think I got on the right suit and shoes. Praise the Lord. But it didn't say that. It said these signs shall follow them, so I want you to put your hand on your heart and say, he's talking about me. These signs shall follow you. You who believe, he said, in my name. See, saints, you got to understand how powerful the name is. And I think for too long that we uh, somehow have become too familiar with the name and don't understand the power of that name. See, we're too familiar with the name because we get cut off in traffic. Oh, Jesus. No, you, that, you don't use that name for that. That name is too powerful for you to be using in just. That name is too important for you just to be throwing it out when you want to. Uh, that's why when you get familiar with the name and then when you really need to speak that name, it has no power to you because you have undeified the name all day long. And you hear atheists talking about, oh, God, no, you don't know him. You don't know him. You, you can't use that name. Not everybody can use this name. He said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Yeah, right. This is not for everybody to walk into saints of God. Are you here with me this morning? He said in my name. He didn't say Buddha. He didn't say Muhammad. Right. He didn't say in the name of Sun Yun Moon. Yeah, right. Joseph Smith or Charles Russell. Come on, somebody. He didn't say in the name of Karl Marx. He didn't say in the name of Saul Alinsky. Come on. He said, in my name, because my name is the only name where you can have signs, miracles, and wonders. Amen. You can call on any kind of name that you want, but when you call on the name of Jesus, demons are the one that really know and recognize that name. Yeah. He went on to say that they, talking about me, see, when you read these scriptures, saints of God, you need to make these things personal. When I read this, I'm saying, yo, he's talking about me. Th these signs are going to follow me. Amen, somebody. Don't look at me like that. Hey, y'all all right? I'm talking about you. I ain't talking about me. I'm talking about you. See, because you're the one after you leave church today, you're going to need this name. You're going to need it. You're going to need this name, saints of God, and you're going to need to know how to use this name. He said, and they shall cast 
out devils. He ain't said nothing about binding. He said they shall cast out. Make sure you read the scriptures in context. They will cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. This is not talking about I used to cuss, but I don't cuss any longer, so now I have a new tongue. That is not what he's talking about because you don't need the Holy Ghost to stop cussing. Amen. You just need to stop. This is spiritual. Signs and wonders are supernatural. Speaking with heavenly tongues, supernatural. It's supernatural because then it goes on to say, and they shall take up serpents. This is not you're supposed to be playing with snakes. Serpents are indicative of demon spirits. This is supernatural that he's going to give you supernatural power to come against the kingdom of darkness. I'm talking about you, saints. Take up serpents. They shall drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Somebody say supernatural. All because you understand the name. He said, in my name, not in your name. He said, in my name, these things will happen if you believe it. Spiritually protected from demonic deception and poisonous doctrines of teachings. See, that's what we're protected from, the poison of the media, uh, the poison of doctrines of demons. We're going to get into that in a little bit later. And this is why it's important to understand our relationship in Jesus Christ. Is this making sense? Now, contrary to cultural leanings of popular Babylonian religious system, where you know we're living it right now, there is only one true and living God. But today, you got so many of those who purport to be leaders in Christianity, but they're worshiping Baal. Uh, it's being displayed right before our very eyes as false preachers and False prophets continue to push doctrines of devils like spiritual pimps. When they're not leading you in, into a true uh, intimate relationship with Jesus, a lot of them want you to be drawn unto them as a personality. Uh, today, we have false preachers praying to Hindu gods and others who are complicit to killing the unborn. But yet they say that they are pastors. Saints, we should never change our values. Our love of the truth, uh, even our words, just to engage and agree with public atheistic narratives. We have to take a stand for what's right, regardless of who don't like us, family members and friends. Jesus said, if you are ashamed of me on the earth, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father which is in heaven. I declare to you right now, I don't care if you like me on the earth as long as my Father loves me in heaven. I'm not here to be popular. I'm not here to get more followers. Or I'm not here to even increase anything on Facebook. I'm here to give you the truth. That's the only thing that's going to set you free. And people today are going to be loving the word of the truth. They're going to stop going to these cotton candy preaching preachers so that they can get something that they can seek their teeth into. Come on, somebody. Those who have been praying and studying his word are not surprised to see this. I'm not surprised to see what's going on. And you shouldn't be either because I said everything is in his word. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith. It's the same meaning of fall away or withdraw. What are you seeing today? You're seeing a departure of the truth. You're seeing a departure of of sound doctrine. You're seeing a departure of believing that Jesus is the only one true and living God. It is a departure 
And the book of Timothy tells us that there would be in latter times. Somebody say he's talking about right now. In latter times, many will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of devils. Satan deceives people by offering a clever imitation of the real thing. See, God is the only creator. The devil can't create anything because he was created. The devil can only imitate, and his best imitation is still a counterfeit. This is why when you see that what a, a very true godly marriage is in the kingdom of God, there's also an imitation. There's always a false God that's trying to come against the one true and living God. God is the only creator, and what he does is he creates things for us so that it be separate and set apart from everything else. That's why the ecclesia is to be called out from among them. We can't win the world like the world. We have to be different from the world, but let me tell you something. The more you remain different, the more attractive you will be to the world. Trust me, because if you are sounding like them, talking like them, acting like them, you are a part of them. Okay, so y'all, okay, it took a turn, so y'all want me to get back to the word, I see. I heard an old boy, and I saw a look, so, so let me give you some more word. I don't even know if you want this one either. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. I know I talk fast, so I've been slowing down to give you the scriptures. <laughs> Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 says, let no one deceive you by any means. Saints, let me tell you something. Deception is rampant. This is why I have warned you about social media and media. Because propaganda is not news. These people have a narrative that they want you to believe. These people are not speaking for themselves. They are puppets. And there are puppeteers who are telling them what to say every day. And this is what they believe. If they repeat a lie long enough, you'll believe it. And guess what? People are believing it. But guess the opposite of that. If you speak the truth long enough, people will come on, somebody. So in the midst of the lies, I'm going to talk truth. Amen. Amen. Because that's the only thing that's going to set people free today. Are you with me? Amen. He said, don't be deceived for that day, speaking of the day uh, when the Lord comes and gathers us together. That's when he says that day, that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. We know that to be the Antichrist. Are you seeing the narrative here of truth? So when you see pastors praying to Hindu gods, this is the falling away. We are living in the time of the falling away, so it should not be a surprise as long as you stay in the word of God. But what it should do for you is give you impetus to pray because you know Jesus is going to be coming. Because he said after this happens, the son of perdition would be revealed. And you know it's not much longer after that. Amen, somebody. Some of y'all getting nervous. That's all right. <laughs> Just because people start right doesn't mean that they will stay right. People start off coming to church and getting saved, and you can't tear them away from Bible study. Every time something is going on in the church, they're all there, man. They are the first ones in the parking lot. But then, the moment they get challenged, the moment the enemy tries to off-end them, 
through a word called offense. Uh, a lot of times uh, what the Lord has shown me is that he will bring people into my life that I get offended of or get offended about because God is trying to show me something that is in them. But rather than deal with something that is in me, I will allow them to take me away from what God has called. Come on, come on, somebody. People do that, and they get off ended, and then they, they tell you, well, the Lord brought me here, but it's time for me to leave. Did God really say that? That's why a lot of times they just leave, whether God says something or not. But don't you know if God brought you here, it has to be God to tell you to leave? And if you do leave and God didn't tell you to leave, don't you know you are disobedient and you are outside of the will of God? And now you're trying to figure out why your marriage is already tore up and, and, okay. I have learned that some Christians are okay as long as they got somebody to stoke them to be on fire. But what we're learning right now, saints, with this pandemic, you got to have your own fire. I can't be on fire for you. I got to have my own fire. Come on, somebody. I bring my own fire. I make my own altars. Right? And so listen, listen. One thing about what has happened is God will find you out. He will determine if you truly, truly love him or did you just have a surface relationship with him. You can tell based on how big your fire is. See, if you got a little bit of your fire, <laughs> you just got some little embers barely hanging on, then you wasn't in there in the first place. Amen, somebody. See, this, this, this thing will find you out. Let me tell you something that's been happening, saints of God, and I'm not knocking people who are on live. I think it's great. I think we have a great platform, and I think people can get the word of the Lord. But this is something you got to do a self-assessment on. This is something you got to ask yourself. Am I really in there with God like I say I am? Do I really know him like I think I do? Hello, somebody. See, this is where the rubber meets the road because God is trying to take us from the elementary things of the gospel so that we can mature. See, that way I don't have to give you milk and I can continue to give you the meat of the word. Christians falling away, saints, is not anything new. So let me just take you through a little historical account. Uh, all the way from Exodus chapter 24 to chapter 34, 10 chapters. I'm going to sum it up for you. It captures the historical account of Moses and the children of Israel. And for 400 years, they had been in captivity, but God led the man Moses on a crusade to liberate the people of God. Y'all already know the story, right? After a series of God-ordained wonders, they witnessed miracles of a lifetime. They witnessed the first Passover. They were delivered from death and slavery. They witnessed the parting of the Red Sea. They witnessed water from rocks and manna and quail from heaven. They were cooled by a cloud by day and warmed by a fire by night. Their clothes and their shoes never wore out. Come on, that's some, that's some good clothes. Y'all know what I'm saying? The women say, we don't want that. I want my shoes to wear out because I want some more. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God, give us that anointing today that their shoes would never, ever wear out. I mean, y'all see some women, they just on the side of the hill. They just walking on the side. <laughs> the Bible goes on to say that there was not one sick or feeble one among them. They witnessed miracles that pointed to a God who heard and answered prayers. A God who made a way out of no way. A God who cared deeply and intimately for them and called his people to be set apart and set free. 
God wanted to give one thing that would expose the power of them being distinctively different, and that was the giving of the laws called the Ten Commandments. Some people call it the Decalogue. He did this to affirm and confirm his covenant with them and with us today. When Moses was on the mountain getting the commands of God, Aaron was down at the bottom of the mountain getting the commands of man. Oh, maybe I need to repeat that one more time. Moses went up higher to get the commands of God while Aaron, his brother, stayed down below the mountain to get the commands of man. And see, you sometimes you might have to go higher even if you got to go by yourself so that you can get the commands of God. But as long as you stay earthbound, you'll keep listening to man and start following man. Or worse yet, you'll follow culture. The Bible said that Moses heard the commotion. See, one thing about what God would do with the man of God, even though the man of God would not, was not down there with them, God began to tell the man of God what was going on with them. See, a lot of times, saints of God, the man or the woman of God of the house will know stuff, and you trying to figure out how they know it is because God told them about it. See, Moses wasn't down there uh, with them when Aaron made the decision to tell the people to go get the gold. And Aaron was the one who made the golden calf. And it was Aaron that was one that, uh, that um, really capitulated to the men. It was Aaron who was supposed to be the high priest, who was supposed to have the standard of God. Isn't it amazing that they spent 400 years in slavery and they couldn't wait 40 days for God? 400 years. Well, he been up there 40 days. I don't know what be happening to this Moses. That's just like church folk. See, God didn't come through. He said, I don't even know. I don't even know if I can believe him any longer. Come on, you got these so-called Christians right now walking away from God. Talking about they don't even believe God any longer. That don't, that's still, still, God is still true. You can believe it or not believe it, he's still true. Amen. Moses was like, something going on down there. Joshua was with him, and Joshua always tried to bring a good report. And Joshua said, oh, well, it sounds like war. Moses said, no. No, boy, no, you young. You don't understand. I've been doing this thing for, for a minute. I've been around church folk for a minute. When you've been around church people for a minute, you understand some things. It's good to be encouraging, but sometimes you got to bring a word. Why? Because you don't put your trust in church folk. I put my trust in the Lord. Moses came down and saw them down there tripping, having orgies and sacrificing to this golden calf. Moses said, listen here, I'm getting ready to do something. He broke the Decalogue, ground that thing up in the powder, mixed it with water. Y'all might not know this part, because this part is not on the cartoon. You don't see this on the animated movie with Moses. Moses was no joke. Moses ground up the Ten Commandments into powder, mixed it with water, make the folk drink it. He said, no, you're going to get the word one way or the other. <laughs> Now, see, see, I know you're already thinking, listen, I am not getting ready to ground up anything in the powder so you can drink it. Don't, don't even worry about it, right? You drink it now because I'm giving you the word, right? And so then that brother stepped back and he said, who's on the Lord's side? Saints, there are sides. And those from the Levitical priesthood stood up and said, Moses, we with you. And he went through the camp with the Levites. 3,000 people fell that day. Think about this for a moment. When you, when you begin to think about idols. Psalm 135, 16 to 18 says this, 
The idols of the heathen are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they cannot speak. Eyes have they, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. Neither is there any breath in their mouths. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusts in them. Many believers have taken their eyes off of the master and put their hope and faith in the God of money, uh, the God of politics, the God of fear and power. Some people have put their faith in a, a charismatic preacher. All their faith, they got to go watch that screen. The God of control and self, the God of government, and the God of social media. Anything that diverts or deters us from trusting in the one true and living God becomes a God unto us. Listen to me very carefully. What you focus on most is what you prioritize. What you focus on most is what you prioritize. You bring a priority to what you focus on, right? I can tell where you're going to be in six months based on what you're focusing on right now because what you focus on is what you prioritize. Come on, somebody. You determine your priorities based on what you focus on. So where are you putting your eyes right now? What are you listening to right now? What's going into your ear gate that's going to get you closer to the Father? What things are you looking at? Are you looking at his word? Or you have your face in this book or Facebook? Right? Because it is somewhere looking at something. Amen, somebody. So you have to set your priorities. And if you don't set your priorities, somebody else will. Trust me. You'll look around and say, man, I don't have any time for myself. That's because you allow somebody else to set your priorities. Is this all right? I, know, I don't get too many amens on that kind of stuff like that. So can I keep on going? Saints, I am concerned about what's coming next. God alerted the leader of what was going on, just like he's alerting the men and the women of God who are leading his church today. I want us to be sure and to be careful that we know God is going to bless the ecclesia, but I also know that there is still judgment in the house of the Lord. God is still cleaning house, but I also want you to know that just because God has delayed in answering you, don't take that for denial. Maybe he has to make sure some other things have been put in place yet, but I want to give you some word so you can put your faith in the word. The Bible says, for the vision is for an appointed time. Are you hearing me? The word vision is the same word revelation. For the revelation, the revelation that you've gotten from God, the vision that you've gotten from God, the prophetic words that you've gotten from God is for an appointed time. See, sometimes when you get a prophecy, it might not be for you to just jump right out and try to fulfill this prophecy. Amen, somebody. And so what you have to do is because there is a process, there is a maturing that must take place so that you will be prepared for the appointed time. And sometimes you have to wait for it because if you try to step out there too soon, you may not have matured enough to be in the appointed time because you tried to appoint yourself at the wrong time. Are you here with me? And so it goes on to say, but in the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. For it shall, it shall surely come to pass. And this is, is this the word? Does God lie? No. If he said it will surely come to pass, all you have to do is just wait for it. But at the same time, you continue to build up your spirit while you wait on it. You don't just sit back and wait. And just What you waiting on? I'm waiting on the Lord. He's going to do something. I heard that prophet say he's going to do something. I'm just waiting on him. He told me I need to, I need to do something. 
I'm just waiting on him to tell me what else is, that something is. I believe we're headed for supernatural miracles. I believe that with all of my heart, signs and wonders. But listen, before the greatest breakthrough, we will experience the greatest battle. This is why I've been preaching on it's time to sink the cruise ship so that we can get on the battleship. Because we're going to have to fight, saints of God. You're going to have to fight for your, for your mind. You're going to have to fight for your healing. You're going to have to fight for your peace. You're going to have to fight for your family. You're going to have to fight for your marriage. You're going to have to fight for your strength. You're going to have to fight for your community. You're going to have to fight for this nation. And listen to me, saint. We are battle ready. Amen, somebody. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get a good fight in. I've been nice for too long. I've been the nice guy. I'm ready to fight. Come on, some of y'all grew up fighting. Don't, don't look at me like that. Some of y'all grew up fighting. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all were probably bullies. Everybody in the church talking about, he's not talking about me. He ain't talking about me. You know, some of y'all probably bullied some folks. Y'all know. Some of y'all, how many fighters I got up in here and y'all used to fight? Amen. I would just tell you, I didn't, I didn't want to fight, but it always seemed to come to me. I was, I was about this big. So I couldn't do much but run until one day I couldn't run anymore. See, saints of God, at some point, you're going to have to say, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you're going to have to turn around on the devil and say, devil, I'm tired of you beating up on me. And you're just going to have to draw back and clock him one good time. Amen. All it takes is one good time. And guess what? That joker that's been biting on you for three years become your best friend. Amen? <laughs> so let's get back to this name. Much time I got. Okay. Amos chapter 9, verse 6. Because as we are going through this battle, we got to know that there is a name that God has given us that, that we can use. But I want you to remember that we shouldn't be using this name in vain. We should hold on to this name and use it when it's necessary. Amen. See, in the military... Uh, if you're at war, you don't just shoot bullets just to be shooting. See, you want to make sure that you got something in your sight because you want to reserve your bullets for when you need them. I believe a lot of Christians have just been shooting at the air. Reason being is because they've been blaming the devil for their own bad choices. Right? So stop trying to use the name of Jesus when it's time for you to change. Because the name of Jesus is not going to make you act right. In the name of Jesus, I just pray that you make me stop being so mean. He ain't going to do that. You do that. Amen. God is not going to do what we should be doing, and we can't do what God can do. Amen. When I was a child, but when I became a man, y'all know God is not going to put that stuff away for you. It's just like getting up in the morning and saying, Holy Spirit, make my bed in the name of Jesus. You go in, take your shower, get dressed, got your little makeup on, which today I don't know how women are doing it because you can't really wear makeup with a mask because you put your mask on, mask on makeup. I don't even know how y'all doing that. Anyway, so you get up and then you, you go back in your bedroom and you go, I cannot believe. My bed is not made. You go to work. Come back home. Because that's something that you need to be doing. Stop putting stuff on the devil that you know you just made a bad choice. Just go ahead and take responsibility and say, God, <laughs> that one was on me, Lord. Yeah, that was my fault right there. You tried to tell me, but I ain't listening. Own it, the sister said over there on my left side. Own it. 
Amen. On that thing and say, Lord, you know what? I screwed that thing up. But I invite you to help me to get it right. Amen. That's when you own stuff. This is what God says is maturity. Rather than blaming somebody else. See, the essence of a true leader is a person who can get blamed but don't care. I get blamed for everything. I get blamed for not having church. Then I get blamed for having church. I get blamed for everything. I, I Look, I, it's just the way it is. But listen, because I know the name, see, because it was that name that spoke my name to tell me what I should be doing. And see, when you hear your name being called by that name, then it don't matter what man calls you. You just follow what, come on, somebody. It don't matter. It's not that you don't care. It's just that you listening to a different voice. See, I told y'all uh, what it was last week. I was telling you about the, uh, the, 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 the satellite. Like you get the satellite rather than cable, right? And that satellite has to be turned just right. Right? You bump that thing and you, 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 you're gone. I don't care if it's your favorite show. That thing is out of order. You're not going to get it until you make the proper alignment because that dish needs to align with the proper satellite up there for you to get the right frequency. And see, the moment you start moving yourself around, you'll start listening to man because that's man's frequency. And before long, you'll start believing in the fears of man rather than believing in the faith of God. That's what was happening with Saul and the men of Israel. They were basking in the fear of Goliath while David was basking in the faith of God. So when you've been around God and then you come around man, nothing can stop you from coming after the giants. People would try to put their own stuff on you. David said, yo, I can't wear your stuff, man. I got my own stuff. Somebody said, I got my own stuff. See, you don't need nobody else's anointing. You don't have to preach like nobody else. You don't need to talk like nobody else. You don't need to dress like nobody else. You got your own stuff. Got your own anointing. You got your own power. You got your own authority. You can be the best original because you are a designer's original. And God said, I made you so bad that I wouldn't make another one that looked like you. From your Genesis to your Revelation, you are bad. Y'all need to see, you're a breakthrough believer. I don't know how I, I can preach it to make sure you get it inside of you so that there's something that's rolling around inside of you that I want to stoke the fires inside of you. There is a name greater than every name. Amos goes on to say that the one who builds his upper chambers in the heavens has founded his vaulted dome over the earth. He who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out on the face of the earth. The Lord is his name. Man, all over the scriptures, I can't get away from it. And we, we read in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, it says, and his name shall be called. 700 years later, after Isaiah prophesied that, Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 says, God spoke to Joseph about his wife Mary. Because the men told Joseph, just, just put her away. Because they didn't understand what was truly going on. See, sometimes when men don't truly know what's going on, they'll tell you to put your anointing away. Why are you trying to start that ministry? Just put that away. Why, why are you getting that degree? Just, just put that away. Why are you trying to get promoted? Just, just go ahead, put that away. But they may not know who have impregnated you. My God, the Bible said the Holy Ghost just engulfed around Mary and impregnated her. And she said, I will give birth to this holy thing. 
my God. And they told Joseph, just put her away. But God had to come down to Joseph to let Joseph know, boy, that's mine. That's not, let me get ghetto. That's not urine. That's mine. He said these words. He said, she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will save his people from their sins. And after Mary gave birth, the angels came down in Luke chapter 2, verse 11. He said, they said this, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. You see how all of this is confirming one another? And that's just a few scriptures. I had a whole lot more to give you. So who is Yeshua HaMashiach? Jesus the Messiah. Not only that, who is he to you? You know, Yeshua perfectly fulfilled 324 prophecies about the coming of the Messiah from the Old Testament. 324 prophecies. He fulfilled those. I found this mathematician. He said the probabilities of any one person fulfilling even 48 of the 324 prophecies would be one with 157 zeros behind it. It's not likely that man could even come close to doing this, fulfilling 324 of these prophecies. He said, even if it's 48, somebody say, great big God. See, it's not by chance, it's by prophecy. Chance would be macroevolution. Macroevolution, and this is what a lot of people believe, but it would be like, <laughs> thank you, Lord. It would be like, yeah, he just downloaded something quick. It would be like a hurricane hitting a junkyard. And the hurricane would build a 747 jumbo jet and then move on. But people will believe macroevolution and the chances of a hurricane building a jet didn't believe in the true Somebody say, whoop. There it is. Right there. The writer of Philippians chapter 2 says, he made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. Names are important, saints of God. They give you purpose and identity. And why we have to read the word is because we got to remember when to call. Jesus became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. I wonder today how many people who claim that they know him would truly be obedient unto death. I know they say, that, to God I live. And uh, quoting from Romans 14. What'd they do? Well, uh, let me keep preaching. Listen, no matter the cost or the outcome, we still must stand for Jesus. Amen. How many of us would proclaim like Job, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message encouraged you. If you would like to learn more about C3 Church, Please visit us in person in Indian Trail, North Carolina at 5805 West Highway 74, Indian Trail, North Carolina 28079.
or on the web, c3churchnc.org, or on facebook.com forward slash c3indiantrailnc.org.